Welcome back to the Vibes by Alicia podcast, a lifestyle show that helps women 40 plus with lifestyle tips to enjoy their 40s to the max through education, conversations, and inspiring interviews. I designed this podcast for you all so that you are empowered to be so inspirational that other people crave your vibes. And today we are um, doing a travel episode um and i hope that you all enjoy this travel episode it's a little bit of a different take on travel a little bit of a of a different uh i guess way to present a few things to you all because um russ my husband is here with me hello thanks for having me back and you know when he's here uh sometimes <laughs> we don't we don't do things the way we typically do <laughs> have to uh, <laughs> press stop and then record and stop and record. Yeah, I always have something to say <laughs> during the introduction. I'm like, okay, it's time. We're starting. And you start asking me, what do we do Friday? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're exhausted. I think today, Monday, is like a tiring day because it's been a long weekend for us. We've, we've been doing, we do too much. I think that's our problem is we, we book too many things, do too many things at one time. Uh... So today we're going to be tra- talking about traveling, but we're also going to be talking to you all about a um, the process for traveling and some of the things that we go through when we travel and uh, for sure the prep. But there's times when, you know, you prep and you do everything right and you prepare and you go and you look things up and you research and then things don't always work out, right? But uh, sometimes they do work out. And one of the ways that it did was the fir- was when we planned Rusk's 40th birthday. And you remember right. you you planned it in September, and your birthday's right. in May. Yes. So tell everyone how you started planning your own birthday, Well, I just, your own I was, 40th I birthday. I was driving home from work, and I got an email from a travel magazine that was uh, promoting a dinner in China, eight days for dinner on the Great Wall of China. And I, I, couldn't, I read it like twice, and I stopped at the intersection. I said, this can't be possible. I thought it was a joke. And then I started reading some more, and I, I came home. I showed Alicia the magazine. I mean, I felt then actually, considering the magazine actually had come in the mail that day, I, mm-hmm. I flipped to the page. I said, this is where I'm going for my 40th. Alicia thinks I'm, oh, yeah, right, whatever. We're not <laughs> going to China. We're not having dinner on the Great Wall. Oh, I definitely didn't want to go to China. <laughs> well, she was, and I was surprised that she was questioning me because she knows mm-hmm. when I put my mind to something. It's just, it, it, no, it you're the ro- most stubborn person I know. Yeah, but it rolls into action. <laughs> the positive side of being stubborn is that it actually rolls into action pretty quickly. I, I don't I don't dither or think about it too much. It's If I have my mind made up, it's it's... We're rolling with it. So I reached out to the uh, travel company, and and then, you know, before it was, before I think two days even went by, we had the whole thing booked. Yeah. No, it definitely, yeah. it, but you started booking, and you started doing everything, I think planning it all September of the year before. Right. So you turned 40 in 2017 in May, right. and it was literally right that week after your birthday it when was, this whole thing was we, we happening? De- we departed the day after my birthday. Yeah. We arrived on the 8th of May, and then uh, yeah. I remember we left on the 7th. So it worked out great because my birthday was on the 6th, and so it was like fortuitous timing that they had particularly uh, decided to book this yeah. particular trip for that. It was it was a group tour. Most of the time we don't do group tours, but that's the only way they were rolling out there in China at that time. It was through Departures Magazine. Departures Magazine. And American Express. American Express, and American right. Express. Yeah, it was right. like a collaboration. I don't think they did that again. I think that was the only time they did it. They, they did it a couple more times. They oh, had they one did? in France, okay. and then they also had one somewhere else, oh. I think in South America, but I... 
I haven't seen them. I know, but so many people, like, when they're turning, like, a big number, like, maybe, like, a benchmark number, they think maybe party or travel. We're always going to say travel. It goes somewhere and plan plan ahead. So, you know, recently, Rusk and I put together a handbook, and it's called Crafting the Life You Wish to Live, the Traveler's Edition. And so it's a handbook that we have, and we we wrote it together because so many people ask us questions about, like, how do you – how soon should you start planning? How far ahead should you start planning? And for us, it's usually about six weeks. Um, sometimes a few more months just kind of depends on where you're going, right? Yeah, it depends on the complexity of the trip and what you want to see and, and, and the destination. I mean, if you're, if you're going somewhere to Africa or to the Middle East or Southeast Asia, it, it's probably difficult to pull that off in four to six yeah. weeks if you are particular about what you want to see. Mm-hmm. If you're just kind of one of those free-spirited kind of travelers, you just show up and figure things out when you get there, of course, you can do that and just fly the next next weekend. But if there's sites you want to see, if there's food you want to try, if there's uh, mm-hmm. history or tours that you want to visit, you know, or particular hotels you want to stay at, yeah, that's definitely weeks. And especially if you're going in the peak travel season, you got to definitely do it way ahead of time. And it's doable. I think a lot of people feel overwhelmed and that's why they don't go anywhere. And they think easy, maybe they'll just do Mexico. It's fast. You go into Cancun and you get out of Cancun. It's like really quick. But it really isn't so much. I mean, it really isn't so bad. Once you get the hang of it and then you start to realize that uh, you just have to plug in different dates and different numbers. You got to use a lot of maps. Maps. If you don't want to hire a tour company, uh, which is the easiest route to go, you just give Mm -hmm. them the dates and you have a sense of what you want to see. They <coughs> they typically um, they they'll do a little survey. They'll ask you, you know, what are you interested in, right? And then they kind of create an itinerary for you. But if you don't want to budget for a tour company, they can't be a little pricey. You want to do it by yourself, mm-hmm. and you could do your own research. Obviously, there's a lot of social media, a lot of magazines out there. That, our uh, handbook is a hand, great way. Our handbook is a great way to do it, mm-hmm. and you you just kind of uh, uh, you you pick what you want. Or you can refer to the handbook that Alicia had come up with. We have a lot of destinations on there, a lot of sites that we had seen on these particular places that we had gone to. Yeah. And then you kind of hit the maps and kind of make the uh, connections, and you can you can budget travel that way and make it work for yourself. Yeah, and this trip that we took to China was I this is our first time going to China, going to that part of the world. And I think one of the things that we loved the most was not only was it all planned out, but that was like the first time that we checked into hotels without going through like a front desk. Right. And oh, I mean, right. after that, you are just so spoiled because yeah. you just don't want to go through a front desk yeah, anymore. That, that was a very cool experience <laughs> because they picked you up right at the front door and they were checking you in while yeah. they're taking your luggage with an iPad. But mm-hmm. you know, that's once in a lifetime experiences. That's not what you typically get all the time. What's the name of that hotel? Do you remember? It was the Peninsula. The Peninsula. Yeah. yeah. And so that was a great experience. And just doing something like that, like for your birthday, planning ahead. And if you want to get like friends together, definitely week six is a good time to start brainstorming, looking at flight reservations, um, looking through through travel magazines. Obviously, if you're going with a group, not everyone's going to like everything so you really have to start thinking about like what is a is how are you going to manage that and a lot of times groups or or travel agents handle groups because then they'll they'll take the heat off of you if there's a problem they'll take on the heat but so week six definitely is a great time to start thinking about it i like to go into like different travel instagram accounts because that way i get ideas of hotels and places like russ will say like last year we wanted to go to cartagena and russ was like what do you what hotel do you think we should go And, and so the first thing i did was go through the travel instagram accounts and most of the time I'll just do like a hashtag Cartagena or I'll do in there and then 
different hotels start to pop up. And then the kinds of places that we like, you know, I'll start to tap into those and then I'll look a little bit more and then I'll give Russ the website and then Russ looks inside and right. looks at everything, like the details, the, the, the size of the rooms, right. that kind of thing. The logistics. Proximities to yeah, airports, right. to nightlife, <coughs> like how close they are to clubs or to restaurants, right. we, we try that to sort make, of thing. We try to make the trip very efficient. Yeah. So we're, not, we're not wasting, there's not a lot of dead time you know, going back in negative directions. We mm-hmm. try to make it work, kind of make sense. So we get to see as much as we possibly can, particularly the farther you go. Yeah. Obviously, you know, it's more difficult to come back. Jet lag is a huge issue. Um, the, the dist- you know, the, the times of, you know, the hour, mm-hmm. the, the shifts and hours and all that. But um, so you try, you try to make it as efficient as possible, see as much as possible, mm-hmm. but do it efficiently. That's right. So... United Vacations is another place we like to go to when we're researching places to try. A lot of times people want to do like the hotel and the airfare together, and United Vacations is always a great place to go for that. And then I have um, four or five other brainstorming resources where you can also go into my handbook and look at that. Uh, We love to talk about um, the best times for flying, so we do have that. The best days for that, Tuesdays and Saturdays, are usually the best. Tuesday, Saturday is usually the best. Obviously, uh, leaving early in the morning is always a good time. Uh, less chances of delays and flights. Yeah. And a uh, lot of uh, resources in the book uh, in reference to what we use uh, for information of where to get. Mm-hmm. We do we do have a few of those. And, and I'm also linking my Instagram, the Instagram accounts that I follow that have some of the best ideas for places to visit and places right. to go to. You'll find information on passports. Uh, there's also information on global entry, how to get it. It, it. It's really helpful, particularly when you come back into the United States. You don't have to wait in line. You're kind of in and out. It's worth the $100 investment. It's good for five years. Yeah, for sure. And so not only do you want to plan ahead, because it is important that you plan ahead, that way you know that if you really want like a certain hotel or you want to book you know, a restaurant that you really want to try, a lot of those you know, you have to book them like at a certain day, maybe 30 days before you travel. So you've, those tips are also in the handbook so that you, you, you know, you know, what you need to do before you head out, like what kinds of things to consider before you go somewhere. Some people like staying at resorts. Some people like doing boutique hotels. Russ and I really do enjoy boutique hotels just because they're smaller and they're just much more personal. personal Yeah. They they tend to be, you know, more helpful in, in getting, uh, Getting you around, finding resources, finding restaurants where they're there, or just kind of mm-hmm. off, off the cuff, kind of being off the beaten path uh, places to visit. And they're at all different price levels, right? right. I oh, mean, yeah, some absolutely. are higher, some are lower. Yeah. It just depends on what you yeah, you're willing, what your budget what is, your basically. Budget is, yeah. mm-hmm. yep. Airbnb people like some people like doing that. We <laughs> had an ex- we had a bad experience with Airbnb when we went to Portugal. Yeah. Well, we're just not we're just not hardwired for Airbnb, <laughs> and that's and then there's no there's no right or wrong with Airbnb. Some people like them, mm-hmm. some people yeah. live by them. They prefer the peace of you know staying at somebody else's uh, you know property and not having to do with any of the commotion that comes with the you know hotel. There's no right or wrong. It's just not for us. Yeah, we we I don't think we planned ahead very well. I think no. we found some houses that were just. They were not. They were not situated correctly. They were not in great places. We right. had my parents with us, so right. there was a lot of walking for them. That wasn't good. I mean, it was. Well, the, 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 we should right. have planned that ahead. Well, and the problem sometimes when you travel with with people is if you have different income uh, 
uh, different budgets. Yeah. So you're trying to make it work because you want to stay together, mm-hmm. and but not everybody can afford the same thing. So I think with your parents and then, you know, we decided to kind of cut down a little bit, do the Airbnb, make it affordable. That way you kind of spread the cost. But the problem, one, one of the issues with an Airbnb is that it's not very well regulated, like, for example, in the hospitality industry. Right. Sure, the hotels will take these pictures with these great cameras and make it mm-hmm. look like it's better than it actually is. But the Airbnbs, in my experience, more often than not, they were, they were kind of misrepresented. They were very much misrepresented. Because we had rented one in Lisbon, and I remember it he said it was a short walk from the street, but he didn't tell you it was a short walk up the stairs from the street. Yeah. And so we're, we're carrying this luggage after traveling for nine days in Portugal and in northwestern Spain. Mm-hmm. And, we're, and it's like it was at least a good 10-minute walk up the stairs. It was pathetic, It was at least right? 10 minutes. Right. So, you know, you got you got to really do your research, ask them really good questions. That was a mistake. Look at the reviews. Look at the reviews, right? Yeah. And uh, make sure that, um, you know, you're not... You're not ending up in having to do something very inconvenient and kind of ruins the trip for you. It does. Yeah. I mean, it worked out. Reviews are are huge. Reviews are huge. Yeah, Yeah, definitely read those and go through them and go through TripAdvisor. Like, that's another place where we like to go and and see what people are saying. TripAdvisor is really good for, like, tours. Mm-hmm. And also for the hotels, obviously Airbnb. And then the recommendations for activities. Act- activities they also right. give you some really good recommendations. Right. I don't necessarily go there for restaurants and nightlife. Like I'm not a no. trip advisor. Isn't isn't a really no, good place not, for that. No. Instagram's um, a lot better for that. Instagram definitely is a lot better. So those are places, and that's also part of our handbook. And we are including a few more options on there if you're looking to do, um, you know, more of like a, a rental or do something more like a resort. That it just depends on where you're heading out. Yeah. Uh, but planning is so important, guys, because you know what? If you don't plan ahead, you may not get to enjoy it as much as you could, you know? So definitely, right. the minute you know you want to go somewhere, get on right. our handbook and, and start looking at the different things. And i just like to add that, you know, a lot of the time we talk to friends or family or people that we just kind of meet at networking events, and they're always kind of amazed how you can go to these places because they always think that they're dangerous. Yeah. And I... We've traveled to the Middle East, to Africa, mm-hmm. North and South, to Asia. Been to Middle East several times. I, you know, I, you know, I hate to say this, but I always find Texas to be the most dangerous place there right, is. Right. Everyone out, out, out here has a handgun, and you upset the guy down the street, and then he follows you. Never felt unsafe anywhere. Mm-hmm. South mm-hmm. America, Central America, and Mexico. Sure, maybe it's just pure luck, but that's the good thing. Sometimes about hiring a tour guide is they kind of keep you, you know, away from. You know, certain the, areas certain you're not areas so go, you're not to go, go to because they can kind of, and uh, that's probably one of the reasons why we've never really got into trouble. But it's it's not it's just the the mentality of people around the world is really not to harm you. It's really mostly government intervention. It's mostly stuff that comes from the government that on a mass scale. But it's never like an individual kind of deal. I mean, the yeah. worst thing that I've ever seen traveling was actually in Russia, in Moscow, in Saint Petersburg at the museum. It was a pickpocket. Yeah. I mean, that's the worst thing. I mean, mm-hmm. the dude probably lost a few bucks and maybe some credit cards. And yeah, maybe that's you started chasing them. I started chasing them. <laughs> and I said, right. there's a new sheriff saw, in town. I, yeah, I saw that <laughs> happening right in front of me. I mean, it was, I saw these two, these two ladies, I assume they were Russian, and they were working this poor Asian fellow at the museum. I know, pobrecito, he couldn't, like something out of he a couldn't walk fast enough. No, no, he just, well, she bumped into him and he, and it made him turn to open the jacket and the, the her accomplice reached into the jacket yeah but they were so slick about it they were yeah by the the time i pointed it out and Mm -hmm. told our tour guide i said look there's a pickpocket they disappeared into the crowd Mm -hmm. they wait Mm -hmm. until these huge crowds move into the room and that's how they just vanished 
But that was the worst thing that uh, we've ever seen. I know. We really haven't right. encountered anything that's been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you feel very dangerous. Like we took a train ride for an hour and a half in Japan. Yeah. We didn't. We, ha we didn't. We had a whole day of nothing. We didn't right. have anything planned. We'd like to have a day or two, maybe. You know, when we don't plan anything out, just for spontaneity and that day i just realized hey we have like a full day let's go somewhere and it took i think the train ride which the trains in japan are phenomenal and fast and amazing and super clean i mean even the restrooms have like warm toilets and it's like so clean oh you don't find that anywhere else but um we went to the whiskey distillery that day we went to Centuri, and we're not whiskey people, but we kind of knew that maybe it was a place to visit. Maybe it was a good place for us to try out. And you remember that? You remember yes, that right. place? And we literally yeah. got in there, and it was just such a great location. Yeah, we had a day to kill. So safe, too. Before our travel back from Osaka through Tokyo. So we decided that uh, we needed some time to kill. And we actually, you know, we were crazy. We left our boys at the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> we got on the train for an hour. In a, in a country that, you know, don't understand the culture much, definitely don't speak And not language. everybody speaks English and either. It's like, speaks English. The uh, further you get away from Tokyo, the less English you find. I know. But, you know, we locked up the boys in the hotel room. They were happy to take a break from all the uh, sightseeing in Japan. And <laughs> so we got on this train and just found this whiskey. We Lisa found this... Uh, uh, whiskey distillery right outside of uh, Osaka, and we just we. You know, sometimes the hotels have those little booklets right. of like where to go. That's where I found it. Yeah. I found it in the booklet that oh, you, I picked up right. from the hotel, yeah. and I thought, oh well, this looks interesting. This might be kind of nice. And right. we're kind of we're definitely wine drinkers, but we thought, what about a whiskey distillery? Yeah. Come to find out, days later. So many people love that whiskey. Right. People were asking us, like, how was it? Like, how was this place? And I wish I would have known right. more about it because it was so haphazard. Like, right. it just... Yeah, no, it's a, it was a globally renowned whiskey. Yes. But, you know, how you, sometimes you walk into the hotel Centuri. and you see those little, little promotional flyers and, yeah. and you don't pay attention to them much because of the internet. Nobody even looks at those. You wonder what they're still doing here. <laughs> that one paid off that day. I, I'm that person. I'm yeah. that one person yeah, that right. picks up those brochures right. and looks those at them. Stuff that we, I remember as, as a kid traveling with my parents mm -hmm. in the 70s and 80s and 90s and, and used to say, I used to stand there and look at different little cool tours, but... I was, I was always amazed why they're still having, especially in a country like Japan. Right, I mean, yeah. Like Osaka, but that hotel had it. Yeah, and that's a great place, definitely, to do that. So in our handbook, we talk about things to do when to get there, how to find your lodging, what kind of transportations to use. And then in our, hand, in our handbook also says, like, when you should consider taking, like, a car or renting a car or doing Uber. Some countries don't have Uber, so taxis are the only way to get around. Um, definitely find that out before and ahead of time and make yeah. sure you know that and download your uber app if that is something you want to do we forget that you know ahead of time you need to be looking at those apps and making sure that your united app is updated your uber app is updated and that your credit card is in there because sometimes i mean it's happened to me twice where i have to where i need to use uber and then the credit card isn't there because maybe we switched it or we uh, it was uh, compromised or something so right. definitely guys like make sure yeah. that you're looking at that ahead of time so you don't have that problem going out you definitely want to be prepared and i always make the point uh, in, in those speaking to just to add to those terms is not to take all your credit cards with you when you go out of the hotel mm -hmm. always leave a couple behind in the room somewhere in a, in a bag or whatever. if there's a safe if there's a safe right just in case you lose it not because you're going to get mugged japan and asia were by far some of the safest places we've ever been europe is pretty safe too 
uh, and just leave them in safe. And that way, you know, if shit hits the fan, you lose it or leave it at a restaurant, you can't remember where it's at. And how are you going to get back home? So Yeah, and it's something it's we like, talk about here and, and making copies of everything or right. taking pictures. You do that yeah, too. Right, take screenshots of passports, take screenshots of credit cards, driver's license, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's super important in preparing for going out and doing that. We also have a section on your personal essentials. You know, you want to take care of that, especially if you take some medicines and how far in advance you should get your refills. Yep. I always have to get a refill for my um, nausea medicine because I do get nauseous when we do car rides through mountains and or we do boat rides. So that's something I definitely have to always, you know, contact my doctor ahead of time and make sure that I've got that. Um for sure, definitely. And so all of these these tips are in the handbook, and they're go by week, guys. So there's week six, what you should do, week five, what you should do, week four, et cetera, et cetera. We even have tips on their technology and what kinds of things you should prepare for. Um, your phone services, we talk about adapters, we talk about cameras. If you love taking photos like me of your travels, Definitely, if you want to do that, we usually take pictures with um, our iPhones. But, you know, if you're going somewhere like the South African safari that we did uh, two years ago, my son brought his professional camera, and it really made a huge difference in the photography that we were able to get. And it was a great experience for him to also be able to take some photography that way. And that's always really fun. So that those are travel prep options, travel ideas, lifestyle tips, lifestyle hacks, things that you can start thinking about if you're traveling, especially 2023. Some, some of you have already mentioned where you're going and where you're heading, and we're, like, super excited for you. But we definitely want you to be prepared. And so that's why we created this handbook together. And Rusk and I did this together. Um, I think it took us, wait, maybe three weeks, huh, to, yeah. to really think everything yeah. through. And, by the way, these are just suggestions. I mean, we are, we're travelers. We're not. I mean, we, we couldn't consider ourselves experts. Maybe maybe you would. You would probably say you are, but I, I don't know. I am an expert in everything. <laughs> I, I know I'm you sure do. Everyone's listening is probably rolling their eyes. Yeah, that sounds like <laughs> And you know, the our favorite thing now that our kids are older is doing couples travel. So we included a sample travel itinerary for yes, couples. Right. And it's at the very end of the handbook, and it's um, a travel to Col Cartagena, Colombia. And we even give you the name of our hotel. We give you the name of our of our um, our taxi driver who took us around, people we trust. We give you the number for the tour guide. I mean, everything is in this handbook, and we really wanted to give you guys some good details about that because we want to make it easy for you all to go. I mean, I don't understand when people say it's too hard to travel because once you start once, twice, you get the hang of it. It gets easier. Yeah, and it's not. Uh, it's it, it's um, it comes with a lot of great information, and it makes the trip really efficient. And, I, and sometimes we talk to people, and they miss out on a few things. And and like I had mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, it's really about just organizing it ahead of time, doing your research, and it makes for a great trip. And and the book yeah. will help with that. Yep, we did good, hun. We did good, you and I. Great. <laughs> I'm just trying to look and see what other, um, you know what? I'm not going to give any more. Yeah. People have to buy it. And it's on my yeah. website. Yeah. It's at vibesbyalicia.com. It's uh, a really great handy book. It's only $35, guys. If you join, though, if you join my community of insiders, you get it complimentary. It's all yours. And then um, every month I give you all a different handbook if you join the insiders group, which, by the way, I'm doing a 60-day free if you join soon. So let me know if you're interested. And you can use the promo code GIFT. And I'm doing 60 days free, guys. After that, 
it's uh, going to be $49 a month. So get on it. You're going to get a lot of really good resources. You're going to get a hold of me. You get to chat with me if you have anything to discuss. It could be about anything. And if you need an accountability partner for something that you're looking to pursue this year, this is the best, the yeah. best place to come to. Absolutely. Rusk and I have 25 plus years in business and education. Right. Right. And tr traveling all over the travel. world. Travel. Right. Yeah. We've been to all continents. We've been everywhere. Um, and we're like really happy that we're at the point in our life where we can definitely share everything that we yeah. know. I think we're approaching what, 90, 94 countries? Probably 94. Yes. Yeah, something like that. I um, always say 75 plus because yeah. I yeah, forget, I but we have well, to. We lost count. <laughs> but, we did. If there's a destination you want to go, reach out to us, get the book. And, We've uh, probably been there. We can help you out, you know, <laughs> get to get you around. Yeah, yeah, give you some good recommendations yeah. depending on what you like and what yeah. you do. So check that out. I also want to do a shout out for our sponsor, Elmer Garcia. Elmer Garcia is our realtor to yeah. go. He is so good and like on top of it. And the best part is he puts up with us. He puts up with me. Especially puts up you. With me, especially me. <laughs> You're a lot easier to deal with than I am. I, I, I really make I really make Elmer uh, work for his money. Poor guy. Yeah. We had started a rehab project uh, about maybe two days early before we closed mm -hmm, on it. Mm -hmm. And poor Elmer had told me the other day that he wasn't sleeping at night. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. you know, time's money and got to get it done and <laughs> got to get that return on the capital quickly. But was it because you wanted to start early or was it because you wanted to go against the grain? Both. <laughs> it's just Both. Because I could say to you, I could say, honey, don't start. But right. you're not going to listen. No. You're going to do what you want to do. I want to do what I want to yeah, do. Yeah, I know. It worked out, though. <laughs> we got to jump started out. Did. We're at least a week ahead of time now. Yeah, and they you know what? On Wednesday, we're recording a real estate episode with Elmer. Right. So definitely look out for that one because that one's going to be about our adventures in selling and buying real yes. estate. And, guys, we have some really <laughs> funny, crappy, yeah. silly, interesting stories. Yes. Some of them are kind of Cray -cray. Yeah, Elmer's a funny guy. He's real <laughs> punctual. He's uh, he, he's a real good realtor. Gives you a good, honest opinion. Uh, there's no there's no fluff or bullshit. And he actually, you know, a lot of realtors, in my opinion, don't earn their keep. He's he's one of them that does. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So y'all need a realtor, commercial, residential. He's your man. Right. Like he. He knows the city of Houston yep. so well and yep. just someone that we really trust when it comes to us um, invest, investing or buying properties. Like we really, really trust him. So check him out. Elmer Garcia is his name. He's going to uh, his uh, website is going to be on the description. So don't miss that. My website is in the description as well so that you all can look at the, the sponsorships and look at the communities that I have all the different courses. I have six courses right now. The one I just thought we talked about today is a traveler's edition. So check that one out. And again, I'm so grateful to have you all and have your ear every single Wednesday. We publish in the morning. Check it out. Tell your friends and share the podcast with everyone. And if you have the time and the desire, please rate and give us a review. We really, really need those guys. Thank you, Alicia. Thank you.